I am unashamed. What about you? So uh, we got uh, our old pal, uh, Larry Bowles, is uh, back on the podcast. You can actually sit in on a couple of podcasts. All right. We call him the ringer. <laughs> He's my favorite missionary from Oklahoma. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Do you know any other missionaries from Oklahoma? No, but that's... <laughs> there, there are. There are some. Yeah. Well, welcome, Larry. We're glad you're back. It's always good. Uh, You are a uh, fan favorite as well, because, in fact, uh, Cade, who's normally here, is not here today, our engineer, yesterday after I was telling these guys that you were going to be here today, and he was like, man, that guy's really good. I mean, and those guys never say anything. He was genuinely sad that he was not going to He was. He was like that he was going to miss it. I said, well, (laughs) you'll probably get to work on edit, so you'll you'll get to hear it. Oh, my God. But it's always a pleasure. We've talked before. Now, you were just saying, t- tell what you said about people I, said about I, Jason. I just, every, every time I've been on here, I look at this Bible, and I said it's intimidating to sit here and talk about the Word of God with these guys because, I mean, you guys are up in it to your eyebrows. And I said, everybody's always making comments about starting a GoFundMe for Jace, a new Bible, because it's fallen smooth. We've apart. tried to get a He's new got, Bible. The problem is see, it's you, not laid out. In this way, this is from 1984. Right. And so someone thought they found one, but it's one page off. Yeah. So everywhere, because I'm, it's, I have for a For some weird... reason, Jason, Dad, can only have everything in the same place forever. Right. I mean. We know I, where it is on, on the page. That's the way I, I am. Yes, absolutely. I, 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 mean, I enjoy that, but I'm just yeah. saying, I can still look up a Bible verse in another Bible. It's, yeah. it's pretty much the same but concept. It's not all your side notes. and I, I, Everything in mine is highlighted, but he can't sing the song now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <laughs> right. you know, because he it's out of order. He's got to change well, the well, It could be out of order. Lyrics. It could By the be. way, Jason, I just saw, uh, I saw your little blurb while ago. You saw my blurb? On Fox yep. News. You saw a blurb on Fox all, News? All about the treasure hunting. It was on? Duck, yep. Ten minutes ago. Breaking news, Phil knows something I don't. I was like <laughs> the most non-technology person oh, I know. I just looked, and it said duck, and I, I'm like, it said duck treasure, whatever. Yeah. Close it enough. It was quick. They, they, you know, they don't want to spend too much money. Uh, <laughs> Phil, they're not spending any money. It's I'm not spending money to get it on there. Well, it's their, it's their, uh, so. Keep it, keep it brief. Keep was it, brief. it like. I mean, that's all you got. All right, it it well, just came it up is, in between them, you know, you know, Perino, Anna Perino, and this other guy, you know, Bill Hammer. Hammer. They were just going along, and then when it went to the commercials, that come up, duck treasure, whatever. Oh, like coming soon or coming something. Soon. Yeah. Oh well, good, Phil. I it has I'm begun. Glad you have your ear to the ground <laughs> <laughs> of the promotion. We're in trouble when Dad's the I'm first one. I'm very limited know. in the television I can watch. I mean, no TV. I, yeah. Except Matt Dillon. Yeah. And now, <laughs> Matt and now your son Matt. has pulled you back in <laughs> as we have the show. But now I'm kind of looking at it again to see yeah. has it changed much in a year and a half? And it has, and it's gone. The arguments and the, yeah. and the friction and the shootings and the just sinful. It's, it's very, well, maybe we can provide a safe oasis i'm telling you this is like a pleasure to read the word of god and the most what we got going on in our culture it's a it's a killing field out there it's bad so just to clarify for unashamed nation larry was joking about the gofundme because and please don't send bibles because (laughs) you guys do and look it's very we appreciate it but you're already here and if it's not this exact bible it's not going to work and by the way you can't find this example. It's very difficult to find. I was fortunate we, to yeah. get this one. The, the people make them, the guy that we converted. Well, Bob DeMoss. Bob DeMoss. He, he got that one for Dad. We, he we found did the one. Duck Commander version yeah. of the Bible, you know, with some about people. Uh, well, you can God. get those rebound as long as you still have all the pages. Okay, well, I need so to You do need that. to go and count. Yeah, I need to but, do that. I mean... <laughs> that's not, that's not, we're beyond look, rebound yeah, you gotta yeah. remember i'm not the most disciplined fella in the world <laughs> so i have to work out ways that forces me yeah. to study the word because this is my first in true love yeah so uh so we like when i went to the school i i was like well i'm never going to be a paid preacher which that that turned out to be true but i thought the byproduct of byproduct of this is I'm going to be forced to study this for two years. Yeah. So, and now since doing this and podcast. You were, young, you were only 
18 when you went? Yeah, I needed you that. You just got I mean, out of high school. Yeah, I mean, I needed it from a big picture situation. I mean, I needed to, you got to, you know, what, what, what was that saying Bill Smith used to say? You can't have the... Can't have the lightning until you have the thunder or something about studying the word. Right, right, right. Mm. He also said that <clears throat> that sermon prep was ninety nine percent perspiration and one percent inspiration. <laughs> wow, <laughs> trying to make us work, you know, <laughs> yeah, was the idea. Exactly. I don't know that I agree with that now, but uh, it, back then it, it caused me to yeah. work harder, which was good. Yeah. So you mentioned about preacher. <clears throat> Larry is not a preacher. He's no. not a paid preacher. No. And and I think we've talked about it before, but but tell folks like you were a firefighter. Yep. So how did all that happen? And then you know, your wife told a story last night. We had a meeting, which <laughs> by the way, I'm so excited to be able to tell our unashamed audience that we've expanded our partnership. Larry is uh, and Kathy are ambassadors for One Kingdom, which uh, Ryan King <laughs> Ryan Kingdom Ryan Lee is in the house, and he's the director of One Kingdom. And so that was kind of our initial point of working with you guys in Athens and what yeah. you do. Jace, of course, and Missy went to Athens. And, uh, but we're super excited because you're going to be coming over some more, doing some teaching for us with our church, which, you know, we're excited about that. And I'm hoping that, I mean, you'll be more guest appearances on the Unashamed Podcast. Though, which I is mean, really... yeah, if, if that's what, what everybody wants and, <laughs> you know, we want. look, look it's, out. It's the so. perfect storm. It's like yeah. the show that Phil was, <laughs> and I appreciate him giving me, because by the time this this airs, I think this show will be out. Maybe so, or right, right, right about yeah. then, yeah. And, but it's a perfect situation for me because it was our audience that listened to the podcast. It was their idea. I said, do y'all think yeah. we I should do this show about treasure hunting? Yeah. And so now if it's just no good, I can say, wasn't my fault. They wanted to <laughs> do it. Just responding to the. Yeah. yeah, I was responding to the people. Yeah. So it's no way to leave. Yeah. So but, Kathy said last night, <clears throat> and yeah. I'm going to quote her and probably get myself. When we got married, we've been married 42 years. When we got married, she said, okay, here's the deal. There's three things that you can't be. You cannot be a mortician. <laughs> you can't be a gynecologist. And you cannot be a preacher. <laughs> And I said, that's interesting. I said, okay. Uh, So as a fireman for 25 years, I handled dead bodies and I delivered seven, eight kids in the field, you know, and so delivering babies and all this kind of stuff. Technically not a preacher. I, yeah. So I, 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 I. You went under the radar, but you really. Missionary, not quite to the same paid preacher level right it's like you're saying you know we're just spreading the seed this is luke 8 we're just yeah. throwing it with both hands you know yeah, so exactly and, well how did you get all your bible knowledge i studied yeah. i read i'm i'm i mean i'm literate i can read and so i read books and the, you know i yesterday we did the context of second corinthians and i said Everything I'm about to tell you, we know from the book of Acts and First and Second Corinthians, Paul's interaction with the church at Corinth. Right. It's laying in your lap. Yeah. All you got to do is read what it says, so, but we don't read Scripture that way. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so when we're talking about this veil, this uh, you know, Second Corinthians 3 thing, we, the only way that veil is lifted, that we can see the glory of Christ, is that we turn to Jesus face to face, and then that veil is removed, and then we can see the glory in the light of the gospel, which is in the face of Jesus. Right. I mentioned one time that it's pretty interesting that written in the first century, we're talking 2,000 years. Right. If you pick up something that's pertinent uh-huh. 2,000 years from the time it was written, right? you might ought to check that out. <laughs> exactly. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Because you say, how in the world? <clears throat> Look at the, the slow flow of information. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe he's in prison in there, and that gets to you. Two thousand years later, and who, without computers, yeah. and and that's what people don't understand. What we have laying in front of us is not only brought and breathed by God, but it is preserved yeah. by God. And this is what happened with the Dead Sea Scrolls, nineteen forty-eight. You know, they're throwing rocks in a cave, and they hit this pottery, and it shatters, and they run up there, and here's the scroll of Isaiah. Yeah, a complete scroll of Isaiah that was kind of the crown jewel of that entire find, but thousands and thousands and thousands of documents. But the idea that that read exactly like you've got it in your yeah. Bible. 
Yeah. That's incredible. I mean, and so what God is doing at that point is just showing off. And that, that <laughs> document was a thousand years older than anything that we had right. uh, as far as textual criticism and biblical authenticity. Yep. And, and so, yeah, it, this is not only written by God uh, and inspired by God, but it has been protected across all of these thousands of years to bring us the truth. That Heaven and correct. earth will pass away. Jesus said these words aren't going anywhere. Right. Well, and they haven't. <clears throat> oh. And you know, he could have decided to, because a lot, of, you know, if you were in charge, you could pick the time when this would go down. And so he picked a time where, like you said, Phil, there was very little, yeah. if any, oh. technology. And, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it's been the number one selling book for. <laughs> How many yeah. years <laughs> since they started doing books? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's so somewhere in there he had, you know, a wisdom obviously greater yeah. than ours from a big well, and it and it and it does say uh, I can't remember where Paul said it when this time had fully come. I mean, like the time he came when it was he was supposed to come. Right. I mean, from the divine perspective, exactly. And so, I mean that that happened exactly in like the fullness of time in the fullness of yeah. time there you go uh before we get into uh what we're gonna be talking about today in the next podcast just because i know we have a lot of new listeners and, and we kind of have you on periodically mm-hmm. but i want you to tell about about what you're doing in greece and, right. and kind of because that's what drew us to you initially right. that and you, you gave this material we're going to do the next couple of podcasts right. jason and i both heard it we we're like oh this guy we got to find out more about him <laughs> but tell about because it's really amazing what God is doing there and what you guys have been doing for the last few years. So tell a little bit about that. So the audience will be reminded. Okay. Yeah. We, uh, had, had been medical missions. I was a paramedic uh, with the fire department for all these years and had been to, you know, Guatemala and Honduras and other places, uh, doing some medical missions, Mexico. And we used to routinely go into Mexico. And so I was pretty boned up on my Spanish, you know, and all this sort of thing. And then the drug wars kind of started. And so we, took a trip uh, to visit a friend who was in Athens. Uh, he was working with refugees, you know, that we didn't hardly even know anything about. Uh, and this had been started about oh, 2009. And we got over there and saw what, what was happening and what Jesus was doing and the doors that were open, all of these countries you can't get into. And Jesus just bringing them to you. It's like standing in a doorway. <laughs> so, you know, he's just, so you don't, it's not even really evangelism. It's just like you just deal with They're the coming. that he's bringing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Well, guess what? He's still seeking and still saving. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we're just looking for those that are looking for Jesus. Mm-hmm. And everybody's parachuting in, and it's all a kind of a humanitarian thing. And I look around, and I'm like, nobody is teaching the Bible <laughs> at all. And yeah. so I just, I, I did not go and intend to be a Bible teacher over there. But I guess if, if you know, God can speak through Balaam's donkey, he can talk through a retired <laughs> fireman, you know. Yeah. And so if, you know, how, we're, 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 we're jars of clay, that this treasure is put in. And the biggest thing that we do is show up. And this is like 2 Kings 4. This is the widow's oil jar. It's just like, if you don't show up empty and willing, he's never going to use you for anything. But if you do that, he will fill you up and you pour yourself out every day, he'll fill you up again. And so the word is living and active. It is powerful. And so what I began to do was I, I didn't have these people for very long. And so they would come, uh, and messianic prophecy is what drew them in because they, they believe the new Testament, the Injil is corrupted, Yeah, but they absolutely accept the things that come from the old Testament. Yep. And so that's where, <laughs> I began my journey in Messianic prophecy, and I just began, like you say, and I just began studying and studying and studying and mm-hmm. going through all of these 300 you know, references to Messianic prophecies. There's about 60 or 70 that are direct prophecies or signs, direct prophecies, shadows, idioms, things that were, you know, that we didn't know were prophecies till Jesus 
brought them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the uh, the sign of Jonah. We thought that was just about Jonah. Oh no, this is about three days. On the third day, oh, this is about the resurrection. Exactly. Oh yeah. And so, uh, it's just amazing the level of detail down to thirty pieces of silver, a kiss on the cheek, or a donkey tied up. You know, in <laughs> down yeah. a street and around a corner. You know, mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable. So you talk about the fullness of time. Right. Everything that Jesus did was was orchestrated and it's just like how we got this i mean this everything is is um completely superintended right by god for his glory so that we can see his salvation and that's jesus his very yeah. name means and all salvation. your hang on dad all let's, your hang on, dad. let's take a break so, Larry, I've noticed that uh, you've managed to keep most of your hair. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, you're it, over six, are you over 60? Oh, yeah, 60. I'll be 62 next month. Okay. So. Uh, one of our sponsors is a company called Keeps, and what they try to do is get guys to be able to keep their hair when they start losing. Because, you know, a lot of people have male pattern baldness early in life. Can't do much once it's gone. These guys can help you hang on to it. And uh, so it's a clinically proven, FDA-approved hair treatment. It's available online. They have physician there. They make sure you select the right products and that it's safe for you. And they also have that same doctors available 24-7 for any questions that you have. No waiting rooms, no pharmacy visits. Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. So it saves you some money. So if the balding jokes are wearing thin, <laughs> join thousands of guys who have saved their hair. Visit keeps.com slash door. You're going to get 50% off your first order. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. All of your uh, questions and all of your problems all solved. All worked out in advance. Right. All all all, all fixed. Right. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I do, I do. I mean it's a it's a incredible thing to sit down with a group of <laughs> Of, of Afghans or Iranians, and they have never held a Bible in their hand. And so you've got 20 or 30, you're sitting in a circle, and, <laughs> and you're like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing or about to do, but um, they they hold this Bible, and they can go to jail in their country for 10 years for even possessing one. So you put one, and the first thing they do is look over their shoulder like, what is kind of oh, set-up yeah. deal is this? Yeah, like somebody's fixing to swoop right. in. Yeah. And so... You just begin to teach, and then they ask you questions that you've never thought of, you know. And and I'm like Jesus, if you don't show up, I got nothing. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just out here speaking your name. He is. This is my testimony. He is faithful, and he is true, and he has never left me hanging one time. Yeah. He has shown me scriptures I barely knew that were there. He has connected things in that moment, and it's just it's amazing to watch him minister in spite of, of me. Yeah. And so we, it, it, we show up yeah. and he uses us, but there's power in the name of Jesus and there's power in, in these scriptures. Not, not only did you guys introduce these people to Christ, but then you have spent time discipling, teaching. That's, that's the thing. Right, molding. Yeah. Well, it uh, moved on to that. Right, right. Yeah. it, it kind of morphed into the Acro Center. And everybody's like, what was your plan? I didn't have no plan. You know, yeah, you're having like, in some interpreters yeah. that help you with the language barrier. Absolutely. And that's another good question. I worked with a guy named Javad, and he is just closer than a brother to me. But there's not a lot of theological language in Farsi. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> so yeah, when you're talking about substitutionary atonement, it's not in there, you know, or yeah. any of that right, kind right, of stuff. Right. And so, uh, you know, teaching at that deeper levels when especially when you're talking about the biblical basis for the doctor you've got to get them to understand the concepts to try to then he's yeah well he was my interpreter right when when i was there Uh because i was feeling nervous about it yeah because i thought you're gonna have your hands full but (laughs) according to him it went over pretty well i mean i tried not to use any idioms whatsoever see this is what he does for me he makes me look good all the time and i don't even know anything about it so i mean every if he once, can do it with me he can do it with you every once so. in a while i'd say a sentence or two and he'd go a paragraph and i'd be like yeah he he like, is he's yeah. he's he's taking your thought and making it 
where they can understand, understand it. it. Yeah. yeah. And from what I understand, so he and others that mm-hmm. were, have, how many years has it been for them now? That, that uh, when they J- first came, Javad came, uh, and he came to Christ in two thousand nine. Okay, so, you're, so now you're talking about a lot of years, and these yeah. guys now are their next level. I, I mean, you've trained them now, and they're reaching back in. They don't. In, I just need to get out of the way, and <laughs> they, incredible. yeah. I mean, these guys are just it's going gangbusters, and the the stuff they're doing over the internet. Um, like Iran, people don't realize Iran's internet dark, kind of like North Korea. Right. And there's not a lot of way to get video in, but satellite and then they can do a couple of other social media platforms uh, that give them about 60 seconds of video. And there are just people coming to Christ right and left. And now we've got about six or eight underground churches that are in Iran and they can't get to us and we can't get to them. And so we're going to try to get some of them out, meet in a neutral country, and um, basically give them this acrocenter training and send them back and let them do their thing. Because this is this is something Jesus is doing, and it's happening with or without us. And I just want to I I just want to be involved uh, in the yeah. way that he's doing. What is doing an acrocenter? What is, is that? A... It's a Athens Christian Refugee Organization. I need it. It's an acronym, <laughs> right? Because you got the Acropolis, Acropolis, yeah. and right, right, all right. that kind of thing. I, it, I needed a name. Yeah, it doesn't that's mean good. anything. I wanted folks to know because they were like, "What is an acrocenter?" Yeah, uh, but it, it's been incredible and that we've gotten to come alongside and participate and of course ryan has been jace has been um it's just it's amazing i mean dad and i were in athens a few years ago when we were filming um his movie uh called torchbearer and um you know we didn't know you guys obviously at that point right we could have connected but uh we were both taken i mean it took us by surprise just how huge the city like you know because in your mind, you see the Acropolis or, right. Mar- you know, you see Mars Hill and you're thinking of it like off way off somewhere. And then you're standing there and you're looking back over this vast, it's massive so amount of humanity. Yeah. It's 156 yeah. square miles with about 6 million people sitting in it. Yeah. It's just insanely. It's a bowl dense. of humanity. That's, yeah. that's it really what, is. what yeah. we were thinking. And which has made it resonate from the. It's a lot like first century evangelism in that. It yeah, wasn't much different. The blowback, Look, when we the blowback's got a, there. Yeah. The the persecution is there. Yeah, I mean it's a, you know. Well, guess what happened? When we got, got on there. Mars Hill, guess what happened? Somebody came up. I think he was from Russia. Uh-huh. And next thing you know, I saw Missy. You know, I could tell the inflection in her voice change, and I thought. No, uh, he's not because yeah. he was. He said something about it. Well, he didn't we were reading Acts seventeen, and he that's kinda, what it was. He kind of challenged the whole Jesus thing. And yeah, Missy was yeah, reading. I think didn't go. To, was Missy go reading Acts seventeen? Yeah, yeah, she was reading it, and he he. We had someone who said nope. Yeah, and boy, it was game on. Yeah. It was, but I I mean, <laughs> the same thing was happening. In Act Seventeen, yeah, I know that's what's amazing about it. Dad, there there were people crying when he he just quoted it. Yeah, we were filming him kind of gorilla. I memorized the whole thing, and they just we got up on Mars Hill there where Paul stood. Yeah, and they had a little square, little block there. They said that's about where the Apostle Paul stood when he's talking back here a couple of thousand years ago. So I just stood there and just let one rip. Yeah, you know, I was basically hollering. It's an outdoor thing. Well, these people were milling around on the top of it. They were from Asia, all kinds of countries. Well, then, well, when I got done, the, the film crew were, were like looking at me like, because a lot of them just <laughs> they're crying. People are crying. Oh, it was. Yeah. I mean, it was. Well, the they con- thought it was just like performance artists. So they right. didn't know who we were. We were right. breaking the, G- the the law in Greece. We were breaking. And we weren't it supposed to film on <laughs> behalf of the one supposed to film. <laughs> you guys are always pushing the edge. <laughs> <That's you know? laughs> Hopefully, well, the, the statute uh, of limitations <laughs> run out on the. The you know the more that conversation with Missy and the Russian went on, you could tell he had been broken. He was bitter. Yeah. He had, yeah, and he so was. I I was looking at it from. Uh, heavenly perspective i'm like no for some reason he showed up here which is what we kept coming back to mm-hmm. what do you show up here for you know and here's one of the sisters my wife sharing this and then this confrontation happened it just it seemed like a god orchestrated yeah. meeting yeah and uh so i thought yep yeah, i mean it even once you look past the the wounds and the bitterness and the things that were right. coming out. I mean, he had had some 
some childhood yeah. memory that was that. And I remember how that conversation yeah. began, and I also remember how it ended. I yeah. looked at him, you know, and he's he's showing me all this, you know. <sighs> stuff on his phone and I'm like, you know, but Jesus asked a question in Mark 8:29 and he this is a question that really rings across the fabric of humanity and always will. Who do you say that I am? Yeah. So who do you say Jesus is? You know, it all comes down to that. So Exactly. It, um this is this is kind of where the core of of that when when we're talking about the Acro Center curriculum. What am I going to teach these people? Because nobody comes to Athens to stay. Everybody's leaving next week if they can get out or, you know, get a smuggler or whatever and get to Germany or wherever they're trying to go. It's just a portal, right? I mean, it's, that's, yeah. they're coming from the Middle there's, East. There's nothing, nothing there. Yeah. You know, and they find more trouble and more oppression and, yeah. you know, all this kind of stuff, especially you know, in the earlier years. Uh, and just, we had groups running around just beating up refugees and I was doing sutures. I buy three O silk and a needle, and I'm you know I'm stitching people up from getting beat up by these people on the street. It was wow. just awful, and so I thought, you know, I've got them in this space between my arms and my chest for just this long, and they have come to Christ, and it's punishable by death in their culture. And they go back to this camp. I mean, their life is in danger. They are. It, it cost us nothing to come to Christ. It cost mm-hmm. them absolutely everything. Yeah. yeah. And so I am teaching out of a, a sense of protection for them because I want to give them the ability to articulate their faith, not by their own opinion, but from scripture in five minutes. Why do you believe Jesus is God? Yeah. And that's what this hands uh, right, curriculum Which we're going to get into. Well, let's, let's take a break. Larry, did you know that the human body has 360 joints? I did not know this. From your neck down to your feet. 360. It, it feels like it some days. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. You get those aches and pains from yeah. time to time. Yeah. It happens to all of us. Uh, as we age, what happens is your joints lose what what is called SPMs, which keeps them healthy. And so you get you know, with you get inflammation. That's when you start getting issues. And so one of our sponsors uh, that's been with us a long time is, is a group called Omega XL. And dad and I and Sai and mom do some spokes work for these people. And the reason we do is because this product works. Mm. Uh, it's the only thing dad takes. No aches. No aches, no pains. No Same aches. with me. I hadn't taken an ibuprofen in a year. 76, no aches, none. That's awesome. So it rejuvenates your joints and your <clears> muscles. <throat> so kind of, you know, get your body back to where it was when it was a little bit younger. So we highly encourage this product. It uh, And the way, well, here's what you do. You go to omegaxl.com slash fill. You're going to buy a bottle. You're going to get a second bottle for free. And so you get a two-month supply to get you going. That's about what it takes uh, to really feel it and feel the difference. So OmegaXL.com slash Phil, or you can call them at 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888, or visit OmegaXL.com slash Phil. Yeah, let's do that. So, yeah, so that's a perfect segue, Larry. So the first time... Uh, and and long time podcast listeners will remember we were back in the the lodge, and the first time we heard you teach this okay. material, well, that was the first time I'd ever heard Larry. Because I remember yeah. I leaned over and told Missy, I said, "This is not a typical missionary. No, this is speech. a donkey that God's using." <laughs> yeah, right but now. you were sharing yeah, well, Jesus. <laughs> what I'm saying is, when you got up, when you got up, you, you shared Jesus. And you didn't ask for money. I was like, "What? What kind of missionary That's is exactly it?" Exactly what I was going to say. I said, "He's focusing on Jesus. He's not asking for money." And I said, "He's a lot sharper than he looks. You know, it's like an old Airedale dog." Yeah, exactly. But Missy, I remember her saying something along the lines of, "They probably said the same thing about John the Baptist and you." Yeah. So I. I thought, yeah, all right, point taken. But I mean, when and I heard that, I said, I'm in, because I think the focus on Jesus is the point. When you read all these letters, I mean, we keep doing these books and these letters and these podcasts, but they pretty much say the same thing in different ways. Right. And it keeps it's coming a, back to it that. comes back to a focus on Jesus. Is that's how God chose to reveal Himself? He's the image of the invisible God. Yeah. So you taught this on a Sunday morning combined Bible class, <clears throat> and we were so in love with what you taught that I asked you for your notes and you yeah. sent it to me and then we did it on the podcast. Okay. And so this has been maybe 
first time we met you, maybe three years ago. Yeah. So I thought we're kind of in transition on the podcast in terms of what, what book we're going to next. So I was like, since you were in town, I said, yeah. let's do it with Larry since it's his material and he does it way better than we do. So <laughs> <clears throat> this is a revisit to the deity of Jesus. And uh, so I want to just go into it about this. You, okay. you have an acronym that's really good. Yeah, By it, the way, Bold, you, that uh, they're alluding to the old guy. I gave a speech, preached the gospel to him up in Little Rock, Arkansas, under a tent. And I got all fired up, you know. And then I walked over there. We had a little table set up with duck calls there. And some old guy walked up there, and he's looking at me like that. I said, how's it going? What do you think? He said, I'll tell you what I got out of that speech. I said, what's that? He said, you like one of them old Airedale dogs. You ain't dumb as you look. <laughs> that's, a, that's a backhanded compliment. Well, right there that, I appreciate that. Yeah. You're not quite sure how to yeah, take it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I like I said, I, I, I kind of went into, because all these people started coming to Christ, and, they, and Jesus has already found them. They're coming to me, you know, looking right. for answers. And so uh, we start delving into the Word. And they're getting beat up uh, over their faith, and their lives are at risk. And I'm, I'm, so I respond out of a kind of that emergency management fire thing, you know. And are these ethnic groups are they different groups from different countries, or, or is it basically absolutely? We, we've encountered we've encountered people from like 22 different Muslim countries standing right there in Athens. Thank you. But the Probably five major uh, groups uh, would be Afghans would be number one, Iranians, which would cause a certain amount of friction. Just that oh, they don't, they yeah, they don't get along. Yeah, so they it, it's yeah every people group and you know we're we're, we're all these about and, and these people by the way they're fleeing their own countries. These are these are the people running right. from all that garbage. And loving your so, neighbor is like. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it's they they get what doesn't work. You don't have to explain to them right. what Islam is. Yeah, they, there's not one of them who believes Islam is a religion of peace. Yeah, that's not been their life experience. Right. And so they they don't know anything about the religion of Islam. They know what it is to live under the political and military system and they see the result of it. And that's why they're. They're, They're running. Right, right. And so I, this is, I can't, I, yeah. They finally hit a point that something jarred. People don't choose to be refugees. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, desperate people do desperate things. And so they begin to run. And so they come to me and they come to Christ and now they've lost everything. And so I'm I'm trying to pour into them because they're, I don't know how long I've got them. And I don't need a three-year biblical studies program. Yeah. Well, right. they may it's not, not, not going to work months, in this right. environment. Right. And so all of missionology, if you start reading, we've had groups come to Athens for a decade and they're parachuting in and, and they're, they'll last about a year and they're like, man, this is hard. We're leaving, you know, and they, they because <laughs> well, that was my thought. Because <laughs> nothing, man, this is rough. Nothing in missionology works in Athens. Athens yeah. was such a unique yeah. thing. And it was so fluid, so dynamic, and it would change not year to year, but it would change season to season. Yep. And so uh, especially during the tourist season and that sort of thing, that was the easiest time for them to be able to leave and get out. And so you had to—this had to be down and dirty. So I'm just praying, Lord, just whatever I need to teach, let me teach that. And what came to me was like— Messianic prophecy, proven who Jesus is from Scripture and the deity of Christ. Jesus is not God Jr. Once you get them to understand that Jesus is God in the flesh, that he's yeah. not a prophet, because they've all heard about Jesus. They, Jesus is mentioned 91 times in the Quran. It's, they accept him as a prophet, but he can't be God. Mm. So in their mind... Uh, you know, when if you wanted to become a Muslim, you'd go to a mosque and you'd say, Allah is one and he can have no begotten. That's the very first thing they teach a child is that it's it begins as an attack on the deity of Christ. Yep. Yep. So I began reading and looking and reaching out to people. There's a book by Robert Bowman, and I, I, I wrote Robert, told him I was going to talk about it, but it's called Putting Jesus in His Place. And it is about the deity of Christ because it, it, he makes the argument that this is not God Jr. Mm -hmm. This is God in the flesh. Right. And yeah. 
the the problem that people have with understanding the deity of Christ is that they don't understand the nature of God or the Trinity, yeah. or this triune being. And I think it was C.S. Lewis said, you know, Christianity cannot compete in simplicity with people who are making up religions, yeah, because you don't have any facts to worry about. Right. When you have facts to worry about, I mean, this is how God chose to reveal himself. We only know God in the ways that he chooses to reveal exactly. himself. Right. Yeah. And so he has revealed himself as this triune, one God, Father, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, going back to the idea that they have to understand that Jesus is not just a prophet like Muhammad. So Muhammad wanted to be a greater prophet than Jesus, so Jesus couldn't be God. Right. He's just a prophet. Moses is just a prophet. And so, so Moses, their, Moses had a book, Jesus had a book, now So Muhammad that's their baseline a that's a, coming out that's of... That's all they know. Okay, I got you. So that's, when you look hang, at it... Hang on, Jess, let's take another break. So, Larry, one of the things we talk about a lot on this podcast is underwear. <laughs> You know, we're so comfortable. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> we're so comfortable as men that we can talk about underwear That's and good. not be weird. It's a, it's a good thing. Hey, you spend more time there than you do other places. Exactly. In a pair of underwear. About 40 years when I walked by, she said, wow. <laughs> and you know why she said, wow, Larry? Because dad was wearing a pair of Tommy John's underwear. I was. And uh, it's uh, I've been wearing them for years, way before they were a sponsor. Best underwear in the world. They've sold over 17 million pairs, wow. so it tells you how good that they are. They don't bunch up, and they don't ride. Yeah. You know, they, they're very comfortable. Almost like a second set of skin. Uh, there's no risk because everything's covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free. Wow. So if you don't like it, they'll give you money back. So this Father's Day, shop TommyJohn.com slash Phil for up to $30 off site-wide, plus you get free shipping. Great deal. So now through June 15th, get up to $30 off site-wide plus free shipping. That's TommyJohn.com slash Phil. See their site for details. When you look at it from my perspective, though, what I noticed there is most of the people I talked to and shared with and that you were discipling and mm-hmm. the ones coming to the Lord, they felt like they felt a sense of God presence just for them making it to Greece alive. Right. They, they had most of them had a near death experience, right? Just, just getting, getting there. there. Yeah. And so you know what that does? Well, it makes you a little more open minded to what's out there because right. you. I've always said that a near death experience won't change your life, but it gets your attention. Oh man, it, it, it got and, mine. <laughs> it gets your attention, yeah. and and ultimately, when you get to who Jesus is and the resurrection, I mean, you've gone full circle in the Lord softened your heart, and I mean, I think that's why the Lord led you there. Yeah, because you had a perfect situation for people coming in; they're out of oppression and abuse and tyranny and yeah. And now their hearts are softened because yeah. they almost died on the, right. on the. I mean, how many stories did we hear just in a, that I heard in a week about being shipwrecked or right. one of them was up under a, a truck, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> trying to get across the desperate border. Desperate people do desperate. Things. Yeah, and he yeah. got his, you know, something in the gears, and they're looking on the truck. There's a man. He's yeah. just, <laughs> hanging, hanging up. Hanging up. Put yeah. him in jail. I mean, it's it just the stories were incredible, and then all of a sudden. They're shown the fruits of the spirit, you know, by you and your team and, right. and your wife. And then they're introduced to Jesus, which they had already heard about, but not in this way. Right. And and it they but there's, there's another the dots. El- there's another element here, and this is the thing. I have never led anybody to Christ that he hadn't already found them and brought them to me. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I it it's it's you know we'll tell these stories about these dreams and visions and all this and I'll you know I'll walk into church and and just tell them and I'll have a brother come up and say well I don't know if I believe that and I'm like well brother I'm not trying to convince you I'm just telling you what's happening yeah. and you don't you know you yeah. see that oh I don't know a couple of thousand times over a decade it kind of gets your mind around the fact that God's Jesus Jesus here. doesn't need your theological permission to do what <laughs> exactly, he's going to do exactly right. he's just exactly. doing it right and so I, I don't notice, understand it I did know notice a lot of them would have some kind of dream or some kind of feeling or yeah. on their track there uh 
You know, it just yeah. You heard of a lot of various stories, yeah, which I that. find interesting <clears throat> because when you study the Old Testament, so much was spoken in dreams. Yes, to people. Oh, it's you huge. Know, I mean, it's yeah. all throughout, yeah. and that's something they would understand anyway. And that is part and parcel to their culture, where it's not really to ours. That's right. And so we we have this Western way of thinking, right. this linear thought. Right. They have this circular. Uh, way of thinking Eastern, you right. know, and so it's 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 but something we're so you have comfortable to get used here. To. It's hard to get in that frame of mind. That's it. You know, when you when you're out there in the ocean and your boat's crash and well, <laughs> you know, you just you have a well, perspective. This is this life. is the parable of the sower <laughs> yeah. again. It's yeah. uh, you're so distracted by you know the rocks and the weeds and the, everything exactly else, right. the cares of this world, and that's the thing. When they finally get to a point of safety. They're harder to reach. Right. Well, you yeah. catch them in in that moment. It's like, man, I thought I came here for a European passport, and what I got was a passport to heaven. <laughs> you know, I got a ticket on the J train, and exactly I mean, right. it's it it changes everything. But you know what's interesting, so, even across culture, what we're what you're going to present, what we're talking about in the deity of Jesus. Is the same answer for us and our well, that's distracted what I was culture. Say, that's right? why it impacted Jason and I so much when we heard you the first time because we were like, "Man, we got to get this to the folks that listen to us right. because we're like, this is what gets your attention to not be distracted right. by the cares of the world." Well, yeah. that's what I've said many times. You, you got to come to an agreement on Jesus, and we'll we'll work out the rest of stuff later. Exactly. But when like when I heard you speak, I mean, I've told this story before. I immediately after our little conversation about yeah, I say. Get Missy write him a check, uh, and she's like, "Well, I'm not even sure they're needing money." I was like, "I don't care. I, I'm I just like the work that you were doing." <laughs> she's like, "Well, we can, you know, we can give it to the church." And I was like, "Write the man a check. Just, I'm I'm behind. I'm in. Most I men would not throw it in the trash can. They'd yeah, I, I I we it was used for Jesus' glory. But yeah, getting back to this hands thing. So this book, this Robert Bowman." is a, one of my favorite apologists, one of my favorite theologians. He wrote this book, and he came up with this hands thing. That's all him. Yeah. But I wrote him, I said, I've taken this for a touchdown. He wrote this basically to try to reach into the Jehovah's Witness crowd, mm-hmm. you know, because that's basically, right. it's the same. And, I, and he had never really seen the parallel with, with Islam. I'm like, no, dude, this is, <laughs> it's the same issue. It comes down to this Mark 8, 29. Who do you say that I am? Is Jesus God or is he not? Right. Mm-hmm. That's what it's always going to be about. Right. Uh, it's Which what comes it to every has. human being at some point. Right, exactly. And so I, you know, these people are in danger. They're, they may be leaving any time. So I need a quick way to help them from Scripture <clears throat> articulate their faith in Christ and they've got this with them all the time. Yep. And so I said, all right. He, For those here. of you listening, he's holding it up his yeah, hand. So yeah, yeah. And so you got five <clears throat> fingers here. And so he has the honors that only God has. He has the attributes that only God possesses. Um, he has the names that only belong to God. Uh, he does the deeds that only God does. And he sits in the seat that only God occupies. And so I teach them how to do that and, and uh, memorize scriptures that go with that from the Old Testament uh, that prove that he is who he says he is in all of these I am statements, and they just peel it off. And so they, if I was to walk into church and ask somebody, you know, tell me why you believe Jesus is God. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. they'd, they'd have to think about it. Right. These guys, you can walk up to them and they can peel it off in five minutes from Scripture. Using that hand. That's it. Going right through them. And they've got it with them all the time. they got <clears throat> nothing great. else. And yeah. so that is be ready in season, out of season to right. give a reason for the hope that well, you the hope have. That you have. Let's take our last break. We'll start into that then. Let's 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 talk about the the honors. I guess is where we'll start. Okay, <clears throat> yeah. It's just uh, the idea that uh, that <laughs> everybody struggled with the idea of the Word becoming flesh. So this is you know John one fourteen you know, is that the Word became flesh and we have beheld His glory. And you have all of these scriptures, uh, and and John begins that way. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And, uh, you know, he was with God in the beginning and through him, everything was made. And apart from him, nothing was made that has been made. 
And what happens and what John is trying to articulate is the creator literally stepped into his creation. Right. And wow, the word became flesh. And so I, I think about uh, Philip, uh, you know, in, in John chapter 14, he's like, you know, okay, yeah, Jesus, we see you. We love you. We know you. Just show us the Father, and that'll be enough. Then we'll, then we'll finally be, right. you know, down on this. And he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he mm-hmm. said, how can you even say, show me the Father? Um, you know, he's the way, he's the truth, he's the life. No one comes to the Father except him. Uh, I think about John chapter 20. Uh, Thomas is, you know, is like, unless I put my hands, you know, in those holes and in his side, um, uh, I'm not going to believe. And Jesus shows up and says, have at it. And his, <laughs> his, his response is, you know, my Lord and my God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and his, he, he, he understood that he was no longer holding, beholding the hands of a man, but he was beholding the hands of God. And so that's that idea behind this. this well, I was going to ask you that. How do you explain? Because it is difficult for people to wrap their head around that he's man and God. Right. It, it's just because we're, we're not. Right. And so and I thought about the verse uh, in Philippians 2 that, you know, where he, to say he emptied himself and, and right. made himself nothing, taking the very nature, nature. of right. a servant. Philippians you know. 2, 1, 3. So, which is, so you see why this is kind of hard to wrap your head around. I right. mean, I mean, here comes Jesus, and I've said this before. I was just going to get your opinion on it. Okay. Where he's like, in my opinion, what separates him from every other religious leader out there, to my knowledge, is he said, there's a God, and you're looking at him. Right. Yeah, this I mean, that, this goes back to what Lewis was talking about. Yeah. Is like when you when you don't have any facts to worry about, you can you can make a, a non-trinitarian view. But when you look, when you're honest with the text, and yeah. you see Genesis one twenty six, let us make mankind in our image, you're like, no, wait a minute, what is going on here? John, you know? John made it pretty clear. John the Apostle, over in First John four, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Right but test the spirit to see whether they're from God right. because many false prophets have gone out into the world. They were there then and they're now here. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh right. is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge that Jesus is not from God. It's, that's so exactly it's, it's right. really not that big a rocket science, but, no, it's I mean, not. Well, that's why I was asking. But it's difficult for people. It's like when they came out with the uh, the series, The Chosen. I don't know if you've seen it. Well, I loved it because they showed, you know, Jesus a little more of the humanity side uh-huh. of, of him being a human. And, uh-huh. and, well, a lot of people didn't like that right. be, because they're like, well, you're taking away from the deity, which I don't believe they were. I mean, right. as far as his character and his his mission and right. all the different qualities that we're naming was there. But it made me realize that people have a hard time juggling this. It's like that God became a man. Right. Exactly. And, and so, that's, that's the number one hurdle. But I find that people coming out of Islam don't have to get through as much baggage as you have hmm. in wrapping your mind around yeah, okay. uh, the, the, doctrine of the trinity yeah and the old testament is what what gets them to that point it's okay. like uh, how does how does jesus refer to himself in scripture does he ever refer to himself as the son of god the answer is yes mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. but how does he more often refer to himself son of man the son of man 106 times he refers to himself by the daniel seven fourteen prophecy and I, you know, it's there before me is one like a son of man coming on the clouds of heaven. The same idea that we see in Revelation as he comes back. He has all authority. He has all glory, which God says, I will not share my glory with another. Right. Right. Uh, and sovereign power in all the nations, all the peoples, every language worshiped him. That's a, a one kingdom T-shirt right there. There you go. His dominion is everlasting. It'll never pass away. And his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. So when Jesus 
uses this phrase every in contextually when you're standing there and he's talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees the Sanhedrin and he drops this son of man prophecy man if he does something if he prints something for me to read and it's said 100 times yeah i'm going to go with that yeah exactly <laughs> 106 exactly, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so so and then now daniel said this yeah. When he's in Babylon, uh-huh. which would be what country now? One of the it's, Middle Eastern yeah, countries, right? right? right, right in, I mean, which I find interesting yeah. as well. Iraq, he was in captivity. Iraq, modern day Iraq, Iraq yeah. I think. Iraq, 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 Iraq. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so think about that. I yeah. mean, like that prophecy was uttered in the very place yeah. of the people you're talking to. It's crazy. I mean, that's pretty crazy. It is. If you look at now, full circle after yeah. 2,000 years, Yeah, which is pretty amazing. So, yeah, uh, so getting into this this hands thing, I thought, you know, when I when I, I read this book by Dr. Bowman and I was like, man, this is exactly what I need. And uh, I called and, and, and or visited with him and and he said, man, I'd never really made that correlation. But so, I mean, you know, we got honors, we got attributes, we got names, we got deeds, we got seat. And it's just a, a quick thing to be able to look at your hand and peel that off. And so when we talk about. Uh, bearing a witness in this world. Why do you? Why do you have this? Why do you have this faith? Um, these, this is a great exercise. I, I use it all the time. You know, uh, just in preaching or teaching or whatever. Um, and it just comes out after after you do it a few times. It's just like this is this is the gospel that that I'm doing. And so, what does it mean that uh, we'll just start with honors? Uh, and so. One of my favorite verses, when when it talks about Jesus shares the honors that are only due to God, is John 5, uh, verses 21 through 23. Jesus is standing toe-to-toe with these Pharisees, and they're like, dude, don't you know you're claiming to be God? You're going to be judged by God? And he's like, I don't think you really understand who you're talking to. Uh, And he said, by the way, the Father judges nobody. All judgment has been given to the Son, and here's this little phrase, so that. Anytime you want to see the sovereignty of God in action, every time you see a so that, you need to stop. God did this so that man is shoved in a corner and made to choose. All of Scripture is built and designed to do one thing, is to shove you in a corner and make you choose. Right, yeah. Uh, This is Numbers 21. This is the snake on the pole. This is uh, John 3, 14. Uh, and so it really goes back <clears throat> to the garden yeah. from the very beginning. Right. The idea was choice. Exactly. You know, and one simple thing that has now been played out over right. all of human history. And this is, this is the, what we're talking about. This is the hand of God. It, it's in the word. It's in everything that, that Jesus did was for, you know, fulfilling all of this prophecy. But so hang, he was on, given, hang on, Larry. Okay. So we're, we're, uh, we're out of time for this segment of the podcast. That went fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we didn't <laughs> even get started. I know. Though. I know. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good, though. We, got, we, we have bonus time. And we have bonus time. So we're, we're, we're going to go to overtime and that's blazetv.com slash unashamed if you want to continue uh, in our discussion and uh, we're also going to have Larry back on the next podcast too so we got a lot of good stuff going on so (laughs) we'll see you in overtime thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes and for even more content that you won't get anywhere else Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.